Hello, and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Chad. And I'm Evan. And you're listening to The Friday Forge, a weekly episode where we hammer out topics offered by our community. Today's topic is brought to us by one of our Discord community members named Shawnee Bravo 28 which is one of the coolest usernames ever. <laughs> Shawnee Bravo asks, what are some books you read that broadened your taste to another genre you previously weren't exposed to? I love this question. It's a good one. Because while Chad and I do mainly read fantasy in all of its forms, both of us have branched out into many other genres over the years. And one of my absolute favorite other genres other than fantasy is horror. I have become such a fan of the genre and it's all thanks to one book. And it's Ooh, it's the book? book that got everybody else hooked on horror, but it's The Shining by Stephen oh. King. It was the first Stephen King book I ever read. I hadn't even seen the movie. It was just one of those things. So like I have a whole story behind it. Okay, tell it to me. So I used to be in this band and we were we were out and the places that we usually toured were like Washington, Oregon, and California. Right. So we're in Northern California. We had just made a run down the five and we had been out for a few weeks. And so we're in Northern California playing and we're waiting to play this show. We're staying at this random guy's house. Like that's kind of one of the parts about touring is like an obscure indie band is you just wherever you can sleep that preferably has a roof. We got hooked hitting, up. Hitting them couches. <laughs> I think you guys slept on my kitchen one time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I slept in way <laughs> weirder places than, yeah. than uh, couches. Couches is the dream. The kitchen was a weird choice, though. I think it was Vaughn. It was one of you. I don't know. But I remember walking out. It was in my house in Eugene. And you guys were staying with me, all three of you. And I came in. And I was like, why are you sleeping in the kitchen? Wherever like we hard. can. <laughs> so we're in this house. And the guy didn't tell us it was his mom's house. And it was like this like 40-year-old guy. And so his mom was pretty old. And we get in there. And by this time in the tour, I had already I had brought two books with me. And they were both fantasy books. And I had already finished them. It's a lot of time driving around and stuff, and I should have brought more books with me. And so we're in this house, and we're just kind of loafing around all day because we're waiting to play later that night. And I go into the dining room, and this woman has all of the walls of her dining room just covered in books. There's not an inch of space that isn't books. She just has wow. this mat. To this day, one of the biggest li- like personal libraries I've ever seen. And you know, this was like ten years ago, so. I wasn't as informed on different authors as I as I am now. So there could have been a million really awesome things on there, but I just, you know, I only knew like Robert Jordan and <laughs> Tolkien and stuff. And um, so I was like looking for fantasy books, and I just she just didn't have any. It was all like literary fiction and stuff, but huh. she did have one Stephen King book, and it was The Shining. And obviously, I'd heard the name before. I'd heard how great the movie was, but I had never read any Stephen King. So I grabbed it mostly because it was the only author that I really knew about. And this woman was so nice. She she came in and saw me kind of perusing the shelves. And she just said, you can read whatever you want. Go ahead. Just, just you know, don't don't take it with you or anything. Just make sure that you, it stays in the house. And so I grabbed The Shining and I went to this corner in the living room and I read it for like four hours straight. I got like wow. a really good amount through it. And then we had to go and do our thing. And then I wasn't in it. I wasn't in a state to read after the show. <laughs> but like, so we wake up. The oh, next, words are blurry. <laughs> yeah. So we wake up the next morning and I start reading it again. And we have to leave. We have another show in like uh, in Oregon or so. We had a long drive ahead of us and we had to leave. And this woman was so nice. 
she said I could take it with me because she saw wow. like how much I was reading it and how into it I was. And it's such a cool. I still have it. It's on my shelf right now. It's the. Oh, like that's this, awesome. It's like from the seventies. She must have got it like right when it came out. Wow, is it a first edition? I don't think it's a first edition. It might. It's. It might be. It's the yellow one. It's like a. It's a cool looking cover. Okay. But, uh, this this lady, uh, she wrote her name in the in the first page. Weird. And, and said, if you ever come back to Santa Rosa, so if you're listening to this, um, I don't remember your name, a really nice lady, but I still have your book. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was so great. I mean, I I remember it was the first time I'd read something that gave me the feeling that something was really wrong, and it's just this family in a hotel. Mm. But really, from the I don't know if you have you read The Shining. No, I never have. I've never. I've read very few horror horror books. The the thing with that book is like from the very first uh, conversation that's happening, it's like it's like Jack's interview to get the job at the hotel. Something's off. It's weird. Like it's just there's this really really strange air to everything that's happening. It's just mm. like, and it was the first time I'd read something where I felt like I I almost didn't want to keep reading it. And rem- remember, right. I hadn't seen the movie. I didn't know anything about what this book was about. Wow. Um, and obviously I watched the movie like shortly after, but that kicked off not only my love of horror, but also, of course, like my love for Stephen King. And it was just so like readable. I had burned through lots of different books, but until then, like that was the first time that I, I think that might've been one of the first times I really, other than me reading Harry Potter when I was a kid, where, you know, I was like right. literally sucked into that. <laughs> you know We're all I mean? chasing like, that ever yeah, since. <laughs> yeah, but... You know, obviously, I've gone on to read a ton of Stephen King and like uh, Almakatsu and John Langan, all kinds of different stuff in the genre. And I'm going to continue reading it, too, all because that really nice woman, I'll remember it for the rest of my life. That really nice woman. Let me take so that book with me. Did she write her name in the cover when she gave it to you? Yeah. Like before. Oh, we so left. it wasn't in there before. Weird. So she was just like, I'll just put it in there. If you ever come back into my town, you can bring it back to me. Yeah. It was her name and address. Wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe, uh, she, maybe, maybe one expects day. you to like <clears throat> mail it to her. Oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> She's like know. that asshole took yeah, my right. shining. <laughs> <laughs> my really old copy. I don't think it's yeah. worth much, but yeah, that was my 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 story about my first Stephen King book. That's glad a I good got one. To tell it. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I'm glad you told it as well. I've been. Uh, it's like always on the to do list. To, like read more horror. Um, the last time I picked up a horror book was House of Cards. And like I said in a previous House podcast. Of, oh, you mean House of Leaves. Or House Leaves. of Leaves. Yeah, House yeah. of Leaves, not House of Cards. House of Cards um, is a TV show. Yeah, it's a TV show. Pretty good TV show. Actually. But yeah, that book was just weird and so weird and just weird, weird, weird. And I didn't really like it weird. Like I said, it was sitting on my night table beside my bed. And I was just like, I don't want this in the same room that I'm sleeping. <laughs> like, right. There's something about words on a page. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. It's like it's so personal. Yeah, it manifests like, some sort of power, and I was not feeling that book's manifestations. <laughs> it's got a <laughs> weird like, vibe. It's like sleeping next to a Ouija board or something, you know? <laughs> I was just like, nah, dude, I, I'm out of here. Yeah, I that book is a Ouija board. Yeah, dude. It's I was thinking about weird. giving it another another shot, given you House of Leaves. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know though. It's like because I do remember reading it the first time a few years back, and I did. I I share the same sentiment with you I, yeah dude I, I don't know if it was just a weird part of my life but i remember just a lot of moments wanting to read the book and then not 
Yeah. Because I just didn't want to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're like, yeah, like you'd walk into your room and like, yeah, someone's like looking at me kind of. You look over at that book and it's like looking back at you. Like, I don't, I don't need my books to look back at me. <laughs> um, I've heard House of Leaves called uh, architectural horror. Oh. Um, it's like something's wrong with the house or it's like uh, haunted house stuff is usually uh, considered architectural horror. Um, you know, like when a house like has like a, a presence, it's not necessarily yeah, yeah. like ghosts or anything, but it, I, I mean, House of Leaves, the thing that drew it to me was because one of my friends said, uh, like described the situation where they kept measuring the inside of the house and mm-hmm. it just wasn't adding up like mathematically. <laughs> right. And it, uh, that turned me on so much to the book. I just had to find out more. But then I started it and I was like, this is way, this is way more that what he told me about is just a <laughs> tiny bit of like what this actual book is about. This is a lot more book than I set out to read. <laughs> you would probably really enjoy, uh, I, I suggest it all the time, but the fisherman by John Langan is yeah. really excellent. Yeah. That's, I wouldn't even, I don't know if that's necessarily it, it's on my list. Yeah. That one, that one is really awesome. Uh, Paul Tremblay, I've only read one of his books, but he does a really excellent job. Uh, I read A Cabin at the End of the World, which is about oh. this. It's about this couple who um, is this, this couple and and their daughter at a cabin and just on vacation. And these people just show up to the house and they say, um, I can't remember what the exact situation is, but two of the men need to die and the, and the daughter lives or like two of that, two of the three of them need to die for the world not to end what and they have like all of these different predictions on what's going to happen and the predictions like they're watching it on tv like slowly happen and they're like seriously you have to listen to us if if you don't if you don't let us kill two of you the world is going to end and it's just yeah it is a and i'm not those aren't spoilers like this in the first like few pages of the book but it is just like (laughs) that one is just oh the wow it's scary it and um really good job scare hmm. literally scaring me because it's just it's just people talking like it's what most of the book is right uh yeah, yeah it's a really good one um how then, interesting uh, i read the ruins by scott smith last year which was about a bunch of people that um get caught in like this weird situation out in the middle of the rainforest um that they can't escape i don't want to go into more detail than that but uh yeah horror i get really excited talking about it Hmm, i definitely need to read some more horror that's for sure yeah i've definitely had to read with the lights on quite a few (laughs) times but i like being scared it's fun and a book does it better than movies in my opinion and i know this is a book podcast obviously of course i'm gonna say that yeah but something about horror movies like there's there's more jump scares there's more the it's cheaper it's it, the buildup isn't quite the same, right? You know, I'm not spending as much time like the. Yeah, you, you don't have the level of emotional involvement yeah. that you do with a book. But I do love me a good horror movie, obviously. But that's enough about the horror stuff. Uh, let's let's hear one of yours. Uh, okay, so uh, Tom Clancy wrote wrote a book called Without Remorse, and that kind of keyed me into the like thriller suspense genre. Without Remorse is a little different than Tom Clancy's other stuff and that he's really like does a lot of political stuff and then a lot of military books. But this book is about a military guy and there is a like army aspect to it where he has to go and like, and only you can do this mission sort of thing. Um, There is that side of it, but it's also about it's, it's really at at its heart a revenge story 
I won't say happened, but somehow this uh, ring of sex traffickers gets on this highly trained special forces bad side and he goes on an absolute killing spree so like and, john wick kind of like yeah yeah it's kind of <laughs> like Sweet. that he's but he's like using super high-tech gear and all of his like spy training to mm-hmm. take out these thugs and like oh man it is awesome what an interesting genre like just thrillers in general mm-hmm. like i know that there's so many so many good ones out there that i'm missing yep. out on like i've heard um like julian flynn is supposed to have written some really great yeah. ones i know that uh paula hawkins uh the girl on the train i have that sitting on my oh. shelf and that's supposed to be really good then you got to like your robert ludlums like the Bourne right, trilogy right. <laughs> and i did read a couple of those but like what else has that turned you on to like are you still kind of like into the the genre or oh yeah every like once probably once a year i'll go through a little phase where i'm like i'm gonna read um some sort of thriller something and it keep me on to all of the um dan brown books i wouldn't have read those probably <laughs> without <laughs> reading tom clancy also a lot of other tom clancy books which is man that guy's like an a or an f some of his books are so <laughs> good like tom, like rainbow six such yeah. a good book i heard uh the sum of all fears is it's is... all right i didn't really like some of all fears it wasn't really my oh, really thing. yeah Did you read okay. The hunt was good. Hunt for Red October. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. Um, okay, but I don't know. Sometimes he just gets a little too wordy and a yeah. little too explainy. You're like, okay, dude, I don't need to understand how the helicopter is flying in order yeah. to have the guy get into a helicopter. Like, that's not necessary. But some people really nerd out on that stuff. Yeah, they do. Like, um, would you call Michael Crichton thriller? Because after I read yeah, uh, yeah. Tom Clancy, I read a few of his books as well, and I really enjoyed them. Michael Crichton is such a, it's so hard. I mean, I would say it is thriller. Um, yeah. But it's also like there's, I think he just goes a little harder with it in like the, um, like the, the science fiction. Yeah. I was going to say it's almost like a sci-fi it. thriller. Yeah. Yeah. He, he does a, he does, or he did some really amazing stuff. I read a lot of Michael Crichton actually. I recently had um, one of our listeners send me The Lost World. Jurassic Park and Congo. I've only read uh, Jurassic Park and The Lost World. I still haven't read Congo. Did I'm you know that excited. that movie, The 13th Warrior with Antonio Banderas, is yeah, yeah. based off of the book Eaters of the Dead? Really? Yeah, like Michael Crichton huh. did that one. I did not know that. Yeah, Interesting. and Mike, Michael Crichton did uh, Westworld, too. That was his idea. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's been everywhere. Which the yeah. first season of, I loved. I was like, this is a great show. And then it just got so convoluted. Like, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I was like, I don't know what's going on anymore. Like, what is happening? It's really cool that, I mean, if you, you can kind of trace it back to Tom Clancy, right? It's like, maybe you would have gotten into that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But at a formative age, I mean, like, how old were you when you read that? Like, 17? It's probably like 16, yeah. Yeah. My right? dad had a big old fat Tom Clancy, or Rainbow Six is huge. It's so fat. So it was without remorse, but I think about that all the time because, like, I I read um, some. I read all of the Born books when I was like seventeen, and I read some John Grisham yeah. and just just stuff that was lying and some Clive Cussler and just like stuff that was lying around my parents' house. Right. And I must have skipped over so much shit. Like <laughs> I must have skipped <laughs> over so many words that I just Dude, especially didn't... John Grisham, man. Ugh, oh, some of those court God. scenes are like gosh. It's but, like, Council of Elrond, but in English. 
honestly, like I've read like three John Grisham books and they're all bangers. Really? The the Testament, the Chamber, and the 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 firm. Oh, okay. And killer books. Like I don't know, there's just people there's just people standing around talking. Wow. For, I mean they're not it's not all it is. There's like right. running, there's running and stuff. <laughs> they're running sometimes. <laughs> but it's funny because it, like if if I had never heard of John Grisham, I never really considered the um kind of like court thrillers and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that right it's like i would say no i don't want to read that how could that possibly be interesting but you know what's yeah. really interesting someone getting questioned somebody mm-hmm. somebody on trial that maybe didn't do it or you don't know if they did it right that, that can be pretty interesting and i would never have known that if my parents hadn't you know had a, a tiny little bookshelf with I feel like that's All such the classic books. dad book, right? Is yeah, just John. Like, is does is there a father in the U.S. that does not own a John Grisham book? I remember I have like f- memories of my dad reading Stephen King, hmm. and I remember when I was a kid, I always thought that guy must suck. Like Stephen King, <laughs> Stephen King must be such a crappy author because like he has so many books. Huh. Right. It took me till I was like 22 or 23 to pick up a Stephen King book because I there's this weird thing where like if you're really prolific, you're bad. Hmm. Like I feel like that's the thing. It's almost like this weird thing like, you know, uh, Michael Connelly puts out so many books and and um, and uh, Daniel Steele puts out so many like they've got to be garbage. And it's, it's like, I don't know if they're garbage. Maybe they're just yeah. really good at what they do. Yeah, maybe they just slam. They just smash <laughs> out books. <laughs> and it depends on what you like. Totally. Like, maybe you don't want to get into a new high fantasy world with different uh, political systems and, and religions and eons and eons of history. And <laughs> see, I get it. Like, maybe you just want to read a story about like a woman that is working on a farm and a hot new cowboy comes up and and you know he's he's a little he's a little mysterious at first but yeah, i got some questions my brows are yeah. in his direction and if you want to read that over and over and over again that's your prerogative go yeah. for it. i have a daniel Steele book actually on my shelf that i do i want to get to but they're big really <laughs> they're so long it's like 700 pages oh wow that's yeah. a lot of cow that's a, a lot anderson book <laughs> yeah what do you uh so okay so you're so you're 20 years old you're yeah. reading dan brown yeah loving it loving, <laughs> it, loving it loving it do you have a i've read some dan brown too do you have a favorite uh let's angels, say, let's say, angels uh, and demons i was gonna say oh, shit, sorry. at the same time oh shit okay because <laughs> mine's angels uh, and demons too oh so is mine. <laughs> it's so good it's so good like how can you not yeah, for our listeners if you're ready to discount dan brown stop Pick up Angels and Demons. You can get it for two dollars at any of your fine Goodwills anywhere. Yeah. Probably in hardcover. <laughs> and um, that was the first time I ever read a book in one, um, like one twenty-four hour period. Yeah, dude. I think I read it in like three days, maybe two Ridiculous. days. Ridiculous! Like, oh, oh, it's every sentence ends with like a dun dun dun. You're like, it's oh my so god. Good. Oh man. It's it's funny how um, like Dan Brown. I feel like he has a really bad rap almost. Um, yeah, that he's just like a basic like top forty book writer, you know. Cares? But it's like, who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Like, I, it doesn't. I stopped giving a shit. Like, who? If it's good and you like it, like it. Whatever. He's got a very. It's just utilitarian prose. It's not doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not inspired to write. No. By, no. But also, it's really exciting. 
Yeah, at no point like, I was like, what an analogy. He explained a deep philosophical <laughs> idea with three words. No, none of that. But like, I know. he does it's this just thing. a really damn good story. Dan Brown does this thing that I that always bugs me. Um, and he does it a lot. Um, but other authors do it too, obviously. But instead of saying like he or what's the guy's name? John Langan or, or John or... I can't remember his Kathy? name. Tom Tom Hanks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> instead <laughs> of Hanks. using instead of using a name or a pronoun, uh, he'll say he'll use the description of him as the name or pronoun. So he'll be like the the tall symbol professor oh. walked to the phone, and it's it bugs me so much when authors right. do that because it's just like I know you said it, like you right. already He's described tall. the He's way mysterious. he looks, <laughs> and it's such a nitpicky thing on my part because like obviously it's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just it feels like too many words for something where a pronoun would just work. Like I'd rather have kind of an awkward pronoun when you already used a pronoun in in the paragraph, right? Um, then you add six words in place of that pronoun, so you don't use a pronoun a second time to start a sentence. It's like, dude, just use it a second time to start the sentence. It doesn't please. matter. <laughs> <laughs> you wasted my time. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, thrillers are really cool. I think I need to, um, I think I need to read some more of those. You should absolutely give without remorse a shot. That is very fun. Would you say that's the Tom Clancy book to start with? Yes. Really? Okay. Now, well, I don't know because it's really different than a lot of the other Tom. Like I said, he usually kind of waxes political or military. And this is one of the few books that is not like there is an element to it. And the movie that came out, there was a without remorse movie that was made, I think, by Amazon a little while back. And I was so excited for it. And it was not the book at all. Like it didn't even have the main storyline <laughs> of the book, which is the revenge on this like sex traffickers circle. It had like the other tiny little, like not very fun storyline where it's like, only you can go kill this, rescue this guy hmm. from this Korean like prison camp or something. It was just like, Oh man, I, I was not pleased with the movie at all. But yeah, it's, um, it's definitely my favorite Tom Clancy. If you want to read Tom Clancy for Tom Clancy, you want just like, I want a bite of, classic pepperoni tom clancy pizza uh, <laughs> then eat, eat order up a order up a serving of rainbow six okay i see i have like this um i do this thing with uh like old classics or like uh, literary fiction and stuff like brothers karamazov and jane Eyre and all the, mm-hmm. all these books that i really do want to get to but i call them fireplace books mm. um and that's that's for uh that's for classic books right yes. the uh the the old western canon that at some point hey, you're supposed to get to uh, but yeah, I, yeah, I imagine like i imagine myself like with a fireplace and like a dedicated chair and like lots yep. and lots of time to read for those particular books and for thrillers and political intrigue novels and like spy novels and stuff i picture myself like like i've got like a little spot in the garage where i where I've got like where I tinker with stuff and right. then I, I put my tinker and stuff down and I'm like, you know, I'm like 50 years old and the, yeah. Yeah, pick up a book. I, and, and, I, <laughs> and I've just got like this stack of Clive Cussler and Tom Clancy books. <laughs> I'll get there one day. I feel bad because those books are for everybody, just like all books. Yes. But I'm like sequestering them to like old stepdad. <laughs> yeah. like, just, I, I mean, you're not entirely wrong. You know, like I yeah. read Rainbow Six for the first time because I had run out of books. And so I went to my dad's bookshelf and I was like, what should I read from this right. uh, that I haven't already? And then it was like, John Grissom, John, John Grissom, Tom Clancy, Tom Clancy. Ah, Rainbow Six. I've heard good things. And I love the, I loved, I was playing the video game a bunch and I was like, oh, I love the video game. So maybe I'll 
give this a shot. And man, it was great. You know what's so wild is like, um, my mom had like good books. Now that I like think about it, and for our listeners that don't know, my mom passed away when I was like twenty, so I can't I can't like talk to her about the books that she had. But she had like a bunch of Anne Rice and oh. Stephen King, right? But like I never. Oh, and um, she she loved to read those uh, those Jean Emule like um like Clan of the Cave Bear and oh, and yeah, Mammoth yeah, Hunters yeah. and stuff. Like mm-hmm. she really liked those. And I was like, man, my mom had kind of like kick-ass taste in books. I, she really did. Yeah, like she's just... <laughs> dude. Rest but, in peace. Shout out to I know uh, Evan's mom. We'll dump Back a little in... out. Oh, thank you. Yeah, but yeah. My my uh, my stepdad had shit taste in books. Daryl, if you're listening, your books suck. <laughs> I think he had like he had like Think and Grow Rich and like Inca Gold by Clive wow. Cussler. Like <laughs> <laughs> Think and Grow Rich, like Rich Dad Poor Dad. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. And he, we were not rich. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, yeah, what's you next on a, your list? Yeah, you had a really good one. Uh, Thank okay, you. so another one for me, and I'm just now getting into this genre. Started last year, and it's all thanks to Book Talk. Thank you, Book Talk. Romance. Oh, boy. Dude, both of yours tonight have been ones that I have very little. Uh, yeah, you got nothing but time. Oh, yeah, buddy. Is that, that is true. Yeah, romance, specifically romance with like a fantasy or science fiction twist to it. Like paranormal romance, fantasy romance, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, like some, vamp, some smutty vampire books. <laughs> well, the book that actually kicked it all off was kind of a meme on Book Talk, but I really enjoyed it. And I know a lot of other people did too, because Ruby Dixon is a really excellent author, and the book is called Ice Planet Barbarians. Hmm. And that book blew me away. It was so good. Wow. And it's the it's a romance? Is there any like <laughs> Oh yeah, it's a romance. Okay. <laughs> uh let me just set the stage for you. Yeah, please um, do. So so like um this woman is in a spaceship with a bunch of other women, and they've all been abducted by aliens as like I think sex slaves. <laughs> wow. <laughs> by aliens. Um, but then the ship crashes for like some reason that's like not explained. Uh and they crash onto this planet. And it's all covered in snow and ice. It's like this winter planet. And, you know, these these women, um, these like nubile young women in their underwear <laughs> are like stranded in the snow. And so the main character is like, I got to go find some people to help us or whatever. And, <laughs> and she finds like this seven foot tall blue like bodybuilder alien well like avatar dude like out in the snow okay (laughs) and then he like makes her his queen and like it's just and it's graphic graphic (laughs) graphic (laughs) chad like and i'm not gonna go into (laughs) i'm not gonna go into too much detail because people should read this book but i very graphic (laughs) it's really it was a really good story and it was just it was just so well done. Every aspect of it was so well done. And it's such a, it's it's so exciting cuz you're you're like you're reading along and it's like sci-fi, 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 hard sex scene, sci-fi, sci-fi, <laughs> sci-fi, sci-fi, hard sex scene, sci-fi, <laughs> sci-fi <laughs> graphic sex scene. Um and it, it was just it's it's so much fun and it's like you know I've only read a few other I've read like another Ruby Dixon book and I read the uh, the Akatar series by mm. uh, sarah j moss so i'm still is that a court of thorns and roses yeah those yeah. are good too i like those 
the I third, hear that name so often. Right. Yeah. Um, they're really, really popular books. Uh, the, th- the first and second one were really good. The third one is kind of a nightmare. And then the fourth one is like a... Why was the third one a nightmare? Because it was just a mess. Like, it was oh. just a, like plot-wise, in my opinion. It's just like none of it made any sense. And mm. But that's the... With those particular books, like with the Akatar series, it's like people are in it for the relationships between people and not right. as much. And those relationships are really well done. You're kind of a romantic. I'm kind of a romantic. Yeah. It's like reading that stuff is so much fun because you're kind of in on it. You know, like you're. Yeah, I think I would really enjoy it. I just have yeah, never had fun. a good one like recommended to me. I will. I, I and honestly, them. honestly, between you and me, and hundreds <laughs> of people, fifteen thousand of you, people, <laughs> <laughs> not the place for secrets, Evan. Yeah, right. But like, it's honestly, it's made me just like just the few romance books that I've read has made me like a better like partner and like I feel like it's keyed me in a little bit into what it is in those kinds of moments that's like that can be really attractive that i hadn't really Mm. thought about and like people that identify as women like do they are not a monolith right like they're not right you can't just apply like all women (laughs) right but it's nice to to read that kind of stuff and think hey evan like maybe if every now and then you didn't say like literally everything that's on your mind all the fucking time you know what i mean and just like let a little mystery like (laughs) you know what i mean like you don't that can be a little sexy sometimes or you know yeah. or like or like maybe randomly just tell someone how beautiful they are you know like i mean and i had like kind of thought about that now and then but to like see it in text like in a book and yeah that that's awesome fuck yeah do that what was the name of the book series uh, that you just told me about or the book um the, the book? first book is called ice planet barbarians ice by planet. ruby dixon Okay. And if you wanted more of a little bit like uh, like fantasy, uh, like because that's like sci-fi, and if you wanted a little bit more fantasy on it, um, I would read Fire in His Blood, which is about a man that can turn into a dragon and back into a man, and he is he's got talents all the time. <laughs> he's always got talents. Ooh. The thing with Ruby Dixon dangerous. is like I mean they're like they're kind of tongue in cheek. Um, but their tongue and a lot of other stuff too. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm gonna. I, I am planning on reading more romance um, as as we go along here, and I think we'll probably end up reading romance here. I on love the, podcast the cover. Too. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> I'm adding it to my wish list. <laughs> Do it. Yeah, it's fun. Just like this blue, like ripped guy getting like hugged from behind by this sultry vixen. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and. Uh, I think it's important for us on the podcast to normalize that kind of stuff as to two strapping young lads. Yeah, men, men should be reading romance. Absolutely. Yeah. You're never as good as you think you are, man. All right? Yeah. <laughs> if, like, I promise you, you're not. You Well, you, you might be, but you could be better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't think about <laughs> like, you're not as good as you think you are. Think about yeah. but there's always room for improvement. Yeah, and not even the just best violinist like, the world can always make that tune sound just a little bit better. Right. And it's not and not only just physically, but like mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I had so many things to say, but none of them were appropriate, so I just stopped. <laughs> I don't know what the whole I don't know what the thing is with like uh, Spotify and like Podbean and Apple Podcasts and stuff. I don't know what we're allowed to say and what we're not Ooh, allowed to say. I don't know. I didn't even think about it like that. Yeah. Cause I've I've let a few curse words like go oh, yeah. on and like no one's like flagged the episode or anything. 
No, but I mean, it definitely, um, there's like a ranking, you know, like when we, like every few weeks, I'll find a few new platforms just to like throw our RSS feed onto. Um, and they always ask like, is this adult content? And I'm like, no, not intended for adults, <laughs> but like not for kids, you know? Have you ever listened to a podcast called Call Her Daddy? <laughs> no. Oh my God, it's amazing. <laughs> it's so, I've listened to so many episodes. What is it about? <laughs> just these two really awesome women that uh, don't give a shit about anything that they say ever. And it's the coolest thing I've ever listened to. Like, they're just, I don't know. You just got to listen to it. Like, they Are cover they telling stories. They, yeah. They just, they just it's kind of like this. It's just like two really okay. good friends um, chatting about something. <laughs> It's like this one episode where, like, I think someone like called in and was like, "Ah, uh, like, I'm cheating on my boyfriend. Like, I don't know what to do." And this girl is just like, "Make him think it's his fault." Like, <laughs> <laughs> just <fuck> like his <laughs> mind. And it's like that's awful, but it was so funny to listen to. Like, I mean, obviously, don't don't do that. I'm not advocating for that, but. <laughs> But it's like, but like hearing these two, oh like hearing these two women, like, like sincerely <laughs> saying that, oh my god, it's so funny. And yeah, they're at like the very top of, um, I think like I think it's called Barstool Sports or something. Oh, yeah. Like uh-huh. one of the really big. Yeah, they're like the top, or they were at least like the top show on there. It's really oh, funny. Wow. Yeah, definitely check uh, it out. Yeah, Barstool has lots of good content. Um, I think we have time for one more from you. Let's hear it. Um, okay, so my next one is a super super fun genre and that would be cosmic horror haven't read too much horror but i've definitely read some cosmic horror and the book that kind of led me off in down that road was john dies at the end by david wong oh that book is so much fun it is so much fun and then i had to read all of the other ones and he's still coming out with new ones there's um there's the john dies series which has that one then it's got this book is full of spiders and then i think it culminates in what the hell did i just read and then after that, he has the like Zoe saga, which is um, Zoe punches the future in the dick, uh, futuristic suits and fancy violence. And I think there's one more, but I can't remember the name right now. Uh, they're all of them are really good. And they're just like slapstick funness where it's like ridiculous, like kind of like ridiculous overacted 80s movies. Right. Yeah. It's got that vibe to it. Yeah. You know, where they're like listening to... Um, Oh, what's like three? Duran Duran? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, it's just a lot of fun. However, there is some horrific yeah. scenes, especially yeah. in. I think this book is full of spiders. That one, there's a scene that has stuck with. Me. I literally had to stop reading for a minute afterwards. Yeah. I was just like, <sighs> and you're not even in the scene. You're not even there. You're listening to the scene from the perspective of an, one of the characters who's like, I'm going to go in last guys. And he sends the party all in front of him. And for reasons I won't get into, he has to stay behind for a little bit. And then he hears what happens to them up ahead. And it is so messed up. You're just like, Oh God, I was just like disturbed after yeah. that. And it was just like, man, Oh, Oh boy. Oh, yeah, those boy. books, those books kind of give me like a, uh, like a, they're almost like Douglas Adams, Terry Pratchett on, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. they get so dark so dark yeah they're really good they're really really good yeah if you're looking for a fun romp that also gets wildly dark at serious moments that you don't expect at all um, those are those are really good books so for our listeners that don't really know what uh cosmic horror is i think you could probably guess but it's also called lovecraftian horror sometimes 
and essentially it's like this subgenre that kind of emphasizes like the the unknowable the incomprehensible mm -hmm. existential like like really big giant ideas that kind of make you feel really small um i kind of get that feeling sometimes whenever i read like hp lovecraft yeah or, uh, man lovecraft is so fucking <laughs> dude <laughs> oh my yeah, god i read the yeah. call of cthulhu would you call stranger things the tv show a cosmic horror mm, i don't know i would i think it takes there's some lovecraftian aspects to it but i would call it like it's like creature dimensional horror okay it's like a but i, I mean i guess kind of um okay i would even consider annihilation by jeff vandermeer to be cosmic horror like that kind of mm -hmm. unknowable like i like what this is so much bigger than anything that's even been described yet right. you know victor lavalle's uh, the ballad of black tom is a really great uh, cosmic horror novella more people should write that stuff let's go we need yeah. more of that yeah i read this uh, i read the first couple of a couple chapters of a book called man fuck this house <laughs> 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 and uh, like man comma fuck this house uh and it was super super good i didn't end up buying it because i had like four books already that i was buying at barnes and noble that day but i did read a couple chapters of it and i was like i should come back i'll come back to this there are a couple that i do mean to get to soon that i haven't read yet but i'm kind of happy to suggest because uh, i've done some research on them if you wanted to hear them yeah please um white is for witching by helen oyemi uh that oh. one's supposed to be really awesome white is for witching yeah okay that one's kind of like in the realm of architectural cosmic horror too it's like about a bunch of women in like this labyrinthian kind of house um mm, it's it got seems, a cool cover yeah I, I definitely want to get to that one at some point soon too and uh also the night ocean by paul lafarge i've heard uh, of that yeah that one's supposed to be awesome but you know books are long books take a while to read yes, <laughs> i'm not gonna do. get to them for so long apparently there's a there's a really cool cosmic horror book called uh meddling kids by Edgar Cantero that's um, kind of the same feel as uh, Stranger Things. Hmm, okay. Um, but I think it takes place in the 70s instead of the 80s. Interesting, okay. Yeah, the, it's got a really cool cover too. Yeah, Stephen King kind of dabbles in that sometimes. I've read some stuff. Like, uh, if anyone's read the book Revival, you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, that goes cosmic really fast. <laughs> really? It's, yeah, Revival is... It's kind of like this normal kind of whatever like book about just like this preacher that's kind of going crazy. And then the last like 15 pages, it's just like, wait, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> it's just, it's like the weirdest ending to a Stephen King book that I've read. Oh. And that's saying something. Yeah. Uh, but it gets, it gets way out there. I really want to read The Fisherman. The, the next uh, Cosmic Horror book that I'm going to read is going to be The Fisherman for sure. It's funny because I rave about books all the time on my various platforms, but I was so excited about The Fisherman. That yeah, book, you raved about it. When you got done with book, it, you were like, dude, man, what? Like, just, and you know what? So many people have commented on random posts that I've made and they're, they just say, I read The Fisherman because of your recommendation. Oh, my God. And I'm just like, I know, right? I know. It's so good. <laughs> and John Langan hasn't really written much else. I think he has like a sh uh, another book called House of Windows, which I think is a haunted house story, but I haven't found it. It's like really rare. Hmm. And then in a sh like a short story collection, which I've been meaning to get my hands on. Can, can you imagine that being like the genre that you write? It's like cosmic horror. Dude. Ugh. Oh, man. You got to have a you have quite the brain for that. And co The Constitution. There's yeah and the constitution there's some there's some books that i've read that i'm like i don't ever want to meet this author like sort of truth 
Nope. Yeah, Terry Goodkind. Yeah, nope. Me and Terry, he, he is, uh, he's hang no out longer with, with us. Uh, well, RIP, I guess. But man, the, the, wow, there's just a lot of torture, a lot of torture, and like really messed up, like not just like a chapter, but no, like a third of the book with like crazy torture. Just, yeah. Oh my gosh. He like sat around thinking about different ways that he could have someone survive the next torture event. And you're like, dang. Those books get recommended to me more than any other books. It's crazy how often they do. Yeah, if you go to go right now to any of my like random TikTok posts, and I bet there's somebody in there telling me I need to read Sword of Truth. Man, I really did not enjoy them very much. And there's so many things that need to happen and could be solved with just two characters having a conversation, and they never do, and then they do, and then they don't, and it's so frustrating. I was just enraged the entire time, and like, ugh. The old miscommunication trope. Yeah, it is not fun. I think that's going to wrap it up for us today, everybody. That was a really good question. We got a lot of mileage out of that one. Yeah, that was a really good question. Uh, Thank you very much, Shiny Bravo, (laughs) 28. Uh, If anybody would like to suggest any ideas for further Friday Forge episodes, you can do so in our Discord. We have a special channel right under the Book Reviews Kill uh, heading or whatever that thing is. I don't know how Discord works. I'm, I'm getting better at it. Yeah, header is but, good. Yeah, we have a separate channel, especially for this episode or this this series of episodes. You can go in there. Any question that you want answered, Chad and I will look it over, see if we want to make it into an episode. This is really fun. This is really fun. Yeah, this is a really good idea. I like doing this quite a bit. And if you'd like to support Book Reviews Kill, you can go to the link to our Patreon, which is in the description for this episode. Every dollar helps so much. Chad and I really appreciate it. Thank you. Seriously. And there's also a link to Audible beneath this episode to get yourself a 30-day premium membership with two free credits. Everybody, thank you so much for listening and happy reading. Bye, everybody.